On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. All right, folks, I'm here with Pi Jacobs. How are you doing today, Pi? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely. It's very nice to have you here at Diddy TV today. I want to talk a little bit about your music and your background. Um, you're from San Francisco originally? Mm-hmm. Yep. I was born in Haight-Ashbury. And you lived there through, you know, early years? Uh, I went to high school up in Sonoma County, which mm-hmm. is a wine country a couple hours north. So, so that's you... pretty rural up there, but yeah. I was a city kid to start out with. Okay. So this was like post, um, you know, Grateful Dead era and... That, oh, that stuff hasn't left. Yeah, still. <laughs> no, no, no. You strong. just have to go to Terrapin Crossroads any weekend, and you'll see Phil Lesh and. Okay, cool. Yeah, haven't been out there really. So, mm-hmm. is it a good life to live out there? It's great. I mean, I live in LA now, which is a little different, mm-hmm. um, but I still have massive family and friends back there, and I go back pretty often. Um, but I'm an LA girl now. So. Yeah, and you're you're writing songs and making records. I am, yeah. Uh, Between L.A. and my label is in a tiny town called Floyd, Virginia. That's right. So I go back and forth to there. Traviana Records is out in Floyd, Virginia, which is not a big town. No, it's a population 400. (laughs) So when you go there, what's it like? I mean, you just hang out in little shops and... It's it's great. I mean, I met them. I was playing a solo gig. there and they were all sitting at a table and they came up afterwards and said hey we'd like to sign you and I thought where am I (laughs) surreal (laughs) surreal but they have a wonderful studio and kind of a compound Um, they started as a bluegrass label because that is sort of the land of bluegrass Mm -hmm. but they've branched out and they branched out with Traviana which is the new Americana label and then they just just like last week started Mm -hmm. a gospel label okay yeah, fantastic. That's good. Yeah, and they have Floyd Fest. Uh, we're not associated with Floyd Fest, but Floyd Fest is a big deal out okay. there, and there's yeah. just a really rich community, music community, yeah. in that area. It really is. Yeah. Um, so back to California, living out there and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of reminds me of Floyd. Really? How? <laughs> well, where I was from is a small town. Oh yeah. Called Grayton. Grayton, and California. It's tiny tiny town. <laughs> what was it like growing up there? I've read a little bit about your background and I know that there was, um, you know, maybe not the smoothest upbringing. And uh, was that where you were when that was happening or was that in the Haight-Ashbury area? Uh, kind of, well, more the Haight-Ashbury. Um, that was just kind of a chaotic time. Mm-hmm. And we, we lived in a commune for a while uh, on Baker Street and um, moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was kind of a wild time. And then uh, we moved to the country and... Um, that was a mellower lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know. I'm sure, yeah. Um, but we always had, you know, a lot of creativity and kind of not your normal stuff going on around our house. When did you know so, you were a musician? Well, so when I lived in the Haight-Ashbury, um, I was three and I went to a little 
preschool, a little mm-hmm. hippie preschool that had a choir, and I sang in the choir, and I s- was given my first solo when I was three. I was supposed to sing Silent Night, and I froze. Wow. I froze. <laughs> so I don't remember this at all, but my mom says that I went, <laughs> and nothing came out. Too Silent Night. I was silent on <laughs> Silent Night. <laughs> but um, so I was always, always singing, and then in school it was choir, and then when I was... 10 or 11, I was like, I want to learn to play guitar. Um, What were you listening to then that was inspiring you? You know, we had such a wild music collection. Um, My mom listened to a lot of classical, a lot of soul singers, um, a lot of Aretha and Marvin Gaye and and that kind of stuff. And then what I would call California country, so that Laurel Canyon, um, James Taylor, Linda Ronstadt, Emmy Lou a little bit like mm-hmm. but it was the California version of it that we had a lot around in my house and sure. then um, as I got older I started to listen to more classic country but that's what I started with do you remember the first song you wrote no thank god <laughs> I'm sure it was terrible <laughs> well you gotta start somewhere gotta start somewhere how yeah. autobiographical is your music you know uh, used to be very autobiographical but now I, I'm really trying to write more stories about other people. I just find that there's so much more of a world to, to write about if you do that. And there's so much going on right now that is worthy of writing about. But my trick is, if I'm going to write about a character, I try to find a kernel of me in the character so that I can be emotionally honest mm-hmm. in my song. That's important for you. Very important. I mean, to me, if it doesn't have some kind of, you know, sense of the personal, then what's the point? No one's going to get riled up about something if it doesn't have, doesn't come from the heart. So. And that's what came to life with a little blue, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that album. Well, it was such a good experience. I mean, I, I told you how I met Traviana Mm -hmm. in 2015 and I had been doing kind of like what you saw today, a full band, uh, Southern-influenced rock thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I met them, and I had always wanted to do an acoustic record. And so I thought, well, if I'm going to go out to Floyd and record in the beautiful studio out there and work with, I worked with Aaron Ramsey, who's a brilliant uh, multi-instrumentalist and producer, Dobro, upright bass, or not Dobro, sorry, Mando. Mm-hmm. But I thought, well, I'm going to give up some of my control and just really go embrace the acoustic. So it's an acoustic record. Um, no drums, a little bit of me playing a stomp box, which I do quite a bit when I play solo. And um, yeah, I loved it. I'm super proud of that record. It's a great record. Thank you. And now you're working on a new record, uh, mm-hmm. Two Truths and a Lie. Is that right? Two Truths and a Lie. And that's the official title? That's the official title. It's done. Yeah. It's being mastered. Um, so we'll have a date for you guys soon. And where was that <laughs> recorded? Uh, kind of all over. We started with Butch on the drums in L.A. He has a very busy schedule traveling with Lucinda Williams and mm-hmm. all the people he plays with. So we did that. Um, and then... We went to Floyd with the Hall Brothers, who you saw, um, and we did their stuff and some of my stuff. And then I got back to L.A. and I was like, I want to redo some of these vocals. So those I did in my little project studio. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of all over. Yeah. 
back to the autobiographical mashup with uh, you know people in the world that you're sort of writing about. Um, specifically, you you sang a song in the session today um, about the Parkland survivors, and mm -hmm. I was wondering um, how you decide if it just comes to you on that emotional resonance that like you described, or how you pick these characters that you're going to work with. Well, I was really moved by those kids. I thought they were really brave, but. Um, I had started um, some of these songs, and actually that song, a few of them, I was stuck with. So um, I have not really co-written very much, but I did some co-writes with my friend Ted Russell Camp, who's mm -hmm. a great artist. Lots of you will know him. He plays with Shooter Jennings, and then he's a wonderful artist in his own right. And we had toured together, so I knew him very well, and um, he came over and helped me finish those songs and he really encouraged me I was like I don't know is this too f feminist or something and he said no just go for it just do it and so that's how that one came to be do you like the spontaneity of touring and performing live yeah I love it um I mean when I'm home I'm really a homebody mm. I'll go out to shows to see friends but I like uh staying home but there's something very freeing about Really, what I love is just having one job, and you you do it every night, and you you get really good, mm -hmm. and your songs feel easy, and everything feels very natural um, when you're in the middle of a tour, or at the end of a tour, and I love that feeling. So, so how are you consuming music? Hmm. <laughs> well, I I do Spotify mm -hmm. and Apple Music. Um, I resisted, but I'm not anymore. And um, we were, my husband and I were given his parents' record collection about two years ago, which is an amazing, like, it's like five crates of every, mo mostly 70s, a little bit of 80s record on vinyls. So we've been really enjoying digging through that. We haven't even been through all of it yet. It's been two years. That's a good day when, so. when you get given a record collection. Oh, yeah. I've, I've experienced that twice now. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, yeah it's that's, great. that's the right kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. You've got a new record that you're working on. I mean, it's done. It's going to be coming out. When is that? Yeah. In the fall, you think? Uh, fall. We hope fall. Yeah. Yeah. Traviano Records. Yes. Very cool. Um. And you got a, you know, a few records out already, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, people yeah. can find those at piejacobs.com. Yeah, um, piejacobs.com. And then uh, some of the early records are just under Pi, mm -hmm. but then there became uh, actually several people named Pi. Oh really? P I Pi. So um, so I started using my last name uh, in 2013. But I this will be my eighth album. Congratulations. Uh, the first one came out in 2001. So. Um, yeah, uh, they're very different, the first ones. Yeah, they've evolved quite a bit. And they've evolved quite a bit. I mean, I was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's fantastic. Congratulations on everything. Thanks. and Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. We, we were really excited, and we still are. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Pi Jacobs. Thanks. Nissan has been committed to the EV game since 1947. Their EVs have traveled 8 billion miles. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. From the North Pole to the Formula E track to your co-worker's garage. Put the electric at EV with the Nissan Aria and the Nissan LEAF. Visit NissanUSA.com to learn more. Nissan. EVs that electrify.
What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.